0: Tune in to On The Schmooze to listen as I ask deep questions to elicit untold stories about leadership and networking. And where can people subscribe? Find the show at ontheschmooze.com or on marketingpodcast.net, or just search for it wherever you get your podcasts. You heard them. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collectives Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective and Startup Club's house in Clubhouse. It's free. It always will be free. There are no strings attached. There is no bait and switch. Lurk or listen only. Chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage The coffee shop is open for business. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On wellness Wednesday, we discuss mental health, wellness, and life skills. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions with the author. And then on Friday, it's no agenda friday where there is no agenda start your day off on the right foot on the front foot with virtual coffee with the collective cafe where we mastermind we manifest we collaborate we help one another at the business of web3 or anything else that intersects whether it's culture collaboration creativity innovation disruption entrepreneurship or coaching So give us a subscribe bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand or of course, join us every day live. It is addictive. And remember, it is a safe, welcoming space and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is Alpha Collective's Collective Cafe. My name is Joseph Jaffe. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Cristiano says, hello all. It's time for another episode of, another episode, another show, another virtual coffee. Hey, it's whatever you want it to be. Hello to Mark, you were the first person in the room and kudos to Mark. I think I need to give special uh, awards now there's always someone who comes into the room first and then and they go how did i how did i get here like did i click on the wrong button um i'm suddenly feeling a little awkward a little bit uh, a little bit self-conscious um not sure i'm meant to be here am i the only one here is this is this the right room um and you know what he stayed so mark Mateus, um eventually i'm going to start creating little badges little um, little, uh, I don't know, POAPs or or NFTs for the very first person in the room, especially someone who ends up staying. Um, so uh, we have a new uh, opening for the Collective Cafe, um, which I'm still working on, but this was all all AI generated. Um, it's uh, very interesting because the words are still, basically the words are like when you go to Majorney and you try and have have Majorney uh, write words. The words come out all gobbled. Um, So I'm just trying to get the AI to articulate it, but I kind of like the song. So here's how it goes, and you can probably make up some of the lyrics. Yeah, I love the whole idea of no judgment here today, no one left behind. Those are the uh, core values of the Collective Café. So, today, today, it's Wellness Wednesday, and we're going to discuss this concept of enter the danger. Now, I actually recorded um, yesterday, I did, a, um, I did my um, first um, episode pre-recording of the show with Two Truths and a Lie this is, this is, I'll, I'll play you, that's what it, this is what it sounds like. I'm having fun. Life should be fun. Business should be fun. This is the uh, opening for Two Truths and a Lie, uh, which is a new segment on my show. And by the way, when I played it to my son, uh, whose birthday it is today, happy birthday, Aaron, he just said, that's dumb, Dad. Um, anyway, I like it. Two truths and a lie, can you guess which is which? Tune in, lean in, don't you dare miss a pitch. Joseph Jack, not famous, but you'll see. We twist, we turn in search of reality. Now that, now that, those lyrics, those lyrics came up perfectly, and so we did it. We did two truths and a lie. Uh, Neil Conlon was my guest, and I basically fed him the lie, and so two of them were absolutely true, and he had to just yes. talk to the complete lie. Um, and, um, and then I've got a URL. So obviously like we'll wait until the episode goes live. Um, and then people will have to guess which one the lie is. And, um, you know, what's kind of cool about it is if he wants to, he can, he can, I mean, if he wants to, he can use it as a legion. I can use it, I suppose, also in terms of, you know, email addresses, ask people if they'd like to opt into my sub stack, tell people about some of my projects, um, but I can also like, for example, offer someone, um, anyone, you know, just randomly a 30-minute consultation or, you know, Neil can offer like 30-minute free coaching um, to them as well. So there's there's some very interesting um, uh, applications and I think use cases that actually come out of this little bit of uh, frivolity, two truths and a lie, and um, using AI to completely create a whole Jingle and soundtrack. It's unbelievable. I actually, you know, when I think about it, I actually really feel bad for Fiverr now suddenly. I mean, Fiverr and and uh, what's it called? Upwork? Upwork. I mean, these are such, uh, especially Fiverr, what a great, disruptive, amazing, innovative business model um, for freelancers from around the world to come together to create um, amazing work product at a at a reasonable rate. And now with AI, that... Almost thre- threatens to disintermediate Fiverr completely. I could have absolutely gone out and paid five dollars, or ten dollars, or twenty dollars for a little jingle, two truths and a lie. Um, and instead, I went to I went to. In fact, in fact, the 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 AI I'm using um, actually generates lyrics automatically. So, but in 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 two truths and a lie, I actually went to ChatGPT. GPT. Um, so it's kind of like scary, <laughs> exciting exhilarating, awful. Um, and I don't even know what my role should be amidst everything. Should I just refuse to use it? You know, should I continue to, you know, feed other creators and, and freelancers, which I kind of feel almost like an obligation to? So it's just interesting, you know, part of me almost, it, it is my brand, right? My brand is all about experimentation, leaning in, innovation. Um, it's kind of how I've built my entire career. So I have to try it. I have to experiment. I have to use it. Otherwise, how can I even talk to it or talk about it with any intelligence or any uh, credibility? But at the same time, I think there are these moral and ethical uh, implications. Anyway, just a little bit of preamble. um So, w- what I wanted to talk about is the concept of what I call, um I don't call it, but it's called enter the danger. Now, Enter the danger is a term, it's an EOS term. Well, I don't know if they if they actually own it or if they trademarked it or not, but, um, but that's kind of, you know, neither here nor there. I'll explain to you what it means. So what it means, enter the danger, is, you know, we are taught to, you know, to encourage, to challenge, uh, to invite, um, to talk to our clients about entering the danger. Um, the idea is, you know, not to leave things um buried suppressed swept under the rug uh avoidant um you've got to enter the danger when you know it it's it's the classic example like we see it with respect now post 9/11 if you see something say something like if you feel something say something in the corporate world in the business world in a relationship what we never want to do is is bury what we never want to do is is you know is suppress and you know there's so much passive aggressiveness and there's so much avoidance and there's so much negativity that we you know when you bury something when you kind of bury it deep and down deep down uh, a bunch of things are going to happen one is you're going to explode one day when you just keep adding 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 more of this negativity to to your to your body or two is you're just going to get rotten from the core Um, you're going to shut down. It's going to poison you and poison your entire system. Um, And so we want to avoid that at all costs. That's why it's just so important, whether we call it cathartic or not, to get it out our system, you know, to be able to not keep it all hidden, to keep it all buried inside. So, you know, entering the danger is to create a climate, a culture an environment. It is a safe environment that allows us to be able to go there, to you know, to be able to say things that ordinarily we might not have had the um, the courage, uh, the 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 strength, the fortitude, the ability to put it out, maybe for fear of recrimination or fear of being, you know, had I our, our heads. Uh, bitten off or chopped off or or the repercussions um, etc but now we have this environment where people can say what's on their minds of course it's not a license to be completely tactless it's not a license to be you know to come in and completely um, and just just you know be that bull in a china shop I think I was saying this the other day as well you create uh, an environment where people are considered and respectful but also honest there's a huge problem right now in terms of and i you know i i i'm always mindful when i catch myself when i talk about my personal brand is is i say the things that you're thinking or i say the things that you wish you could say and then i actually am and you know and i'll and i'll get a little political for one second um these were also part of the core values of donald trump Right. Donald Trump did come in and and a lot of people said he says the things that no one else would say. He says the things we're thinking. Um, and, and that is true. Right. And that is a core value of mine, too. And so it's a difficult one for me. But the reality is that um, that there's more to that statement. Good morning, Beam, in our discord. Um, there's more to that statement. And Billy Bowie, who just stepped in as well. Um, you absolutely, I think, want to get to a point in your life where you say, I, "I think, I think, saying things that people are thinking, yes, that is a that is absolutely something you want to focus on." Um, saying things that people wish they could say um, is 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 kind of like, you know, I I, I guess we just have to f- we have to be careful. We have to be careful in this idea of he says it like he sees it, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we should be direct. We shouldn't be filtered. We shouldn't um, always have to couch. And in fact, with Neil Conlon on my show yesterday, I actually wrote the line: "Less pretext, more context." Right? We shouldn't always have to. It's like someone who says to you, "Can I ask you a question?" and you, and then your answer to them is, "You just did," right? okay, can I ask you two questions? Um, And then someone would say, well, again, you've just done that. Um, So less pretext, more context. We shouldn't always have to set up the setup of the setup. Sometimes we should just say it. So first of all, point number one is just say it. Just say it, right? Um, Number two is, is be direct, be honest, be open, be transparent. But at the same time, don't be cruel, don't be tactless. Um, and then this whole concept of, I'm saying the things that you wish you could say. Well, there, there are many things we wish we could say. That doesn't mean we should say them. So that's kind of like, there, there is a boundary, there's a border. But to be able to say things that other people aren't able to say, I think that's a huge strength, right? We were all thinking it, but you said it. That's a good thing, right? When everyone's thinking something, what i mean where you want to get to in a company is when everyone's saying thinking the thing then everyone has the potential and the ability and in fact does say it that's the goal the goal is to get to a position where it's almost like a rush to a rush not not a rush like a dopamine like a rush as in it's almost like who says it first because there's no hesitation there's no should we or shouldn't we you know, and where it gets a little hairy here is this idea of upsetting someone, right? And I'm going to get to that in a moment because I'm going to share a personal um, story with you that happened to me over the last couple of weeks and how it sat with me as well. So enter the danger is is a place where people say what's on their mind, but always with with some ground rules with some guardrails, right? We don't want to offend. Uh, we don't want to, I mean, there's a fine line, right, between being offensive um, and not. But I think, you know, if you can create this culture, this environment in your company, in your life, in your family, whatever, um, and, it, and it is consistent with your core values, that's the point here, consistent with your core values, um, you can never go wrong. You can never actually say, "Damn it, I shouldn't have said that. I went too far." Well, you define what "too far" or not far enough is, based on your core values, based on <clears throat> your principles, based on what you believe. Based on, you know, some some companies are going to be more politically correct, and some less politically correct. Correct. Some people, some companies are are going to be woke, and other companies are going to rebel against wokeness. Um, as long as everybody understands the rules, ultimately buys into the rules, and to a degree plays by the rules, you can never ever end up in a position in a negative position. That's what I believe. That is, in a way, the definition of a safe space. Right? Safe doesn't mean mean comfortable. Right? Safe does not mean comfortable. Safe means that people understand. There is, I guess, the best way to say it is um, predictability, right? Um, as in, I know what I can do. Um, I know, um, I, I know what I can't do, and then maybe there's a certain judgment call, or there's a certain flexibility, or a certain interpretation in terms of, okay. Maybe that was a little too far. I'll know better for next time. Or should I have gone further? Okay, I'll know better for next time. So entering the danger, I mean, it's actually part of the EOS teachings, but you want to get into a position. You want a company that is open and transparent. You want a company where people um, are able to say what's on their mind, to raise their hands and to speak up without fear of, of retribution or revenge or any negativity. And if you can get there, if you can get to that point, man, are you in a better position than most of your competitors, maybe all of your competitors that are that are spending, wasting, spinning wheels, all that energy, you know, just in the pretext, in the setup, as opposed to in the pretext, as opposed to the context. What is this? What does it mean? Why is it important? Why is it important for us? What should we do about it? Let's move forward together. And let's do it in a way where we can all basically kind of respect one another, where we can be comfortable with being uncomfortable. So the concept of entering the danger um, is, is um, and it can be applied, I mean, for example, it's applied when dealing with um, one of the, key elements with EOS is this idea of dealing of people issues. What do you do when you have the wrong person in the right seat? What do you do when you have the right person in the wrong seat? You have to enter the danger. Anything less than that is just suboptimal. Anything less than that is going to ultimately, um, it's going to reveal itself in the form of metrics that are not, that are going to hold you back that are going to lead to stagnation, frustration, burnout, missing KPIs. Um, The business itself, you know, if you want your business to grow, if you want your business to to be healthy, you have to be able to enter the danger. It's just as simple as that. So anyway, here's my story. So my story was um, I, this may not come as a surprise to many of you, Um, but um, I really struggle with being succinct. I that's why I kind of like this environment. For me, this is my happy safe space. You see, I've created this space. I've created the collective cafe, and and, and I, didn't in, I didn't start off like this, right? But now I'm in this environment where I am. I've created a safe space, not comfortable, but safe because I talk for forty five minutes more or less, and then I invite people who want to join me on stage, and most of the time you don't want to, which either means um, that you're bots, um, the Billy bot, the uh, Rhonda bot, the Dave bot, the Christopher bot, um, or it means you're actually, as, I, as I've said many times, you're actually following the brief. You're doing other stuff. You're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, commuting on the train, you know, jogging, whatever the case may be, walking the dog. Um, and, and hopefully I am delivering what I promised I would deliver, which is, you know, food for thought, food for your mind, food for your, your soul, um, you know, something to stew on, something to riff on, maybe build on yourself. Um, but hopefully, you know, as I say that you always leave the collective cafe in better shape than when you found it or or in better shape than when you came in. Um, and so, but, but the, you know, and I'm also flexible, right? If somebody, you know if i know someone if someone raises their hand in the middle um and i know who they are um you know i'm going to be able to i'm not that rigid and so kind of you know stuck on my on my path on my code that i can't deviate but for the most part i'm talking for 45 minutes and my worst the worst part of it is that i lose my train of thought like i know i've gone on a little tangent right now um and i know that i have to come back to this point um, of, of, you know, my, my trigger, or at least the, the tangential point was, I know I'm verbose, right? So I've also got to train myself, which is another tangent upon a tangent now to recognize when the tangent occurs, if that makes sense. Anyway, I know I'm verbose, and this is a way that I can riff without, it's actually the reason why I very, very rarely uh, participate in other people's um live rooms because i don't like the pressure i don't like the anxiety i don't like the way it makes me feel have i said too much am i am i hogging the conversation you know am i you know is someone going to cut me off is someone going to shut me down um you know have us and i just don't like it i don't like it it's 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 not narcissism which says i have to run the room i have to rule the room um, if that was the case, I would have 20 people on stage. I don't. I've created an environment that allows me to flourish and allows me to deliver value um, and allows me to learn. You know, but but this is one of those classic examples that I've been talking about a lot, right? When instead of turning the weakness into a strength, recognize the weakness is the strength. In my case, my weakness is that I talk too much. So the strength is find positions. And opportunities where I talk too much, in a way that actually people are buying into, maybe or buying or buying into uh, the fact that they came to hear me talk. Okay, so I'm talking. So anyway, it's a problem. I um, it's a problem at home um, with my wife, with my kids. You know, I just entered the danger right there. You know, which is which is you know monopolizing the conversation, talking too much. Uh, not getting to the point quicker and uh, and so I get it a lot um, and i 'm trying to be better and i 'm trying to improve um, but it 's hard it really is hard for me. Um, there are environments um, for example, on my show where i 've become significantly better at active listening, but when I go back and sometimes and i 'm editing like little highlights i 'm like, dude, like you just spoke for way too much there." You just really, really, you just set that up way, way too long. Um, sometimes I've got myself a little bit of a, of a check. This is how I check myself, you know, so I don't wreck myself. Um, I will go into otter.ai and um, I will look at the stats for when I do the transcript. And I will look and see how much I spoke. So for example, the episode today that will will break, that will launch, I think I've just made the YouTube link public and and, and published the first part of a, a LinkedIn article which summarizes it with Dr. Seth Norholm. So uh, it says uh, it says Dr. Seth Norholm spoke for 59% of the time. Uh, I spoke for 39% of the time. Now that is probably a little bit, um, it's... I got to get a better. I've got to get a better um, a benchmark because it does include maybe the first seven minutes of me introducing the show and reading Seth's bio and also doing the um, and also doing the um, the uh, seated soliloquy. Um, but for the most part, if that was fifty fifty, I'd be in big big trouble. I mean, that would be you know. So I've got to find out that number. And uh, and the best way to describe it, I mean, the be- I will, I'll figure it out. I mean, the easy way for me to figure that out is um, just to you know start logging those data points um, every single episode. Um, at the end of the episode, I can always um, almost create a subjective assessment. Right, a subjective assessment is how did I, how did you do today, Joe? How do you think you did, Joe? Hm, I think I did okay. You think you spoke too much, Joe? I uh, maybe, um, what would you give yourself 1 to 10? Just, just ballpark figure here, Joe. 1 to 10. In terms of like, you know, 10 is you crushed it. You are the greatest host in the world. There's never been a better talk show host than you. And one is, is you really, really should never, ever do this again, ever in your life. Um, and so, and then when I do the transcript, I can have a look and see what the number was. Was it 39? The the beautiful thing is, if it's a benchmark, it's a benchmark, right? So 39%, if I've now looked at the last 10 or 20 or 30 episodes, um, I can see what the average is. I can see if the average is going up, if the average is going down, um, and I can kind of start to get a sense. And I can work hard. I can actually say, my goal is to get that down to 30%. Um, Every percentage point can create... Unbelievable, um, incremental, and even exponential results. Right, getting to the point quicker. So, let's get back to the subject at hand. Um, I am verbose. I am a little too flowery. I'm doing it again. And so, um, what happened one morning is we were we had our pod, uh, a pod, a cohort, uh, coaching um, call. Um, doing this program that I've been doing, which is called Positive Intelligence, uh, PQ. And so the five of us were meeting, as we do, to review the previous week's uh, videos and exercises and follow our pod instructions. And um, we started off with, with essentially, which is kind of good news, which is an EOS thing, um, because four of the five of us are went to the same boot camp at EOS, that's how we found this program or found each other. And uh, I started giving the good news and then I started going into um, explanation and preamble. And, and so the, uh, one, of the, uh, one of my cohorts, um, is that the right word, uh, who actually runs the meeting is like, Joe, um, it's just a quick highlight, one-liner. It's not meant to be a whole discussion. Um, and, he, and he said it very respectfully and, and very, like, I could not fault him with it at all. And then I just snapped. And I was like, you know what, you know what, I, I get this all day long at home. This is the second time you've done this to me now in the last two weeks. But actually, I started off by saying, I'm going to enter the danger here, okay? Um, I get this all the time at home. And you did this again to me last week, and this just doesn't make me feel good, okay? It doesn't make me feel good to constantly be told that I'm speaking too much. So I'm just letting you know. And uh, he, again, to his credit, he said, I hear you, I understand, you entered the danger, you explained it, I uh, I I will bear that in mind for next time. And then I felt awful. Now here's the insight, right? The insight for today is I felt awful. I felt like in my mind, so immediately like my mind is racing. This is what's happening in my mind. In my mind, I'm thinking, why did you just do that? You're such an arsehole, Joseph. Like, why would you why would you snap at him? Um, he absolutely didn't mean it. He's not a mean person. You know he's not a mean person. He's a good guy, he's running the meeting. Um he's actually just just these are the rules I mean this is this these are the ground rules he's just basically reminding you he's trying to manage like why would you do that why would why would you like why would you be so weak? Why would you be so mean why 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 would you be so nasty? This is all going on in my mind, and so immediately, I did what so many of us do, and probably so many of you do is now we start to overcompensate on the other end. Hey, I just want to say that you're doing a great job, and I hope it's okay and um you know I just want to let you know that uh this is not on you this is on me I've just been having a really tough time lately and so now I'm 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 explaining and I'm and I'm marginalizing and I'm minimizing and I'm trying to like you know create more uh pretext or posttext maybe there's a concept right pretext and posttext um and and again to his credit I don't think he needed it um um so but, but he was like, it's okay, it's all good, um, et etc. et cetera. But it just, it felt uncomfortable. And, uh, and it felt like it was just like, you know, there was like an elephant in the room. And, and I didn't like the way it made me feel. I didn't like the way it made me feel at all. Um, and, but, you know, the funny thing is, I, it still was on me. This is my learning here. It was still on me the the problem wasn't that i shouldn't have done it i should have done it could i've done it differently there's always a way but but the problem was that i couldn't handle it that was the that was the the that was the kind of almost contradiction i entered the danger but i couldn't enter the danger i wasn't ready to enter i couldn't handle it i couldn't handle the fact that i'd enter the danger so why did i enter the danger in the first place was this amazing thing which is like, hey, you know, Padawan, you're not ready yet. Or you're getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. This was the great this was the great um realization for me. And the other guy was like, sure, no problem. It's all good, buddy. You know? Sorry if I made you feel a little self-conscious or a little awkward and I get you're having a bad day and it's all good. You know Um, I can handle it. It was me who had the growing to do. It was me that that wasn't, that couldn't just, it's, it's like, you know, it's like being comfortable with silence. So that was my huge learning coming out of it. It's not that entering the danger was bad. It's that you actually, it's almost like if I had to like create an article today to call this, I would say, you entered the danger, dot, dot, dot. Now what? So it's like, it's almost like, you know, giving a kid, you know, giving a kid a bunch of matches. Like, are you surprised that the house is burning down? Um, Did you teach them how to use the matches? Maybe, maybe not giving a kid matches at all. Maybe giving an adult matches. I don't know. But, but the idea was phase one is to enter the danger, right? So let's, let's take a step back for a second and talk about what that means is you have to create a culture and a climate where entering the danger is okay, where it is accepted, where it is even embraced, where actually someone would be like, hey, I just want to acknowledge you for entering the danger. That couldn't have been easy. If you think about it, entering the danger and being vulnerable are actually very, very closely aligned and connected. Because when you enter the danger... You expose yourself. You open yourself up. Now, listen, there are clearly two types of people. You know, there are mean people and, and nice people or kind people. The mean person enters the danger. They don't announce it. They don't give a shit. They, they just, they do it. They are the bull in a china shop. They are ultimately there. They thrive on the chaos and, and creating disharmony. We're not talking about those people. We're talking about the kind people. We're talking about the people with empathy. We're talking about the people that you want to hire and keep in your company, that you want to surround yourself with, the people that you love and that love you, the people that you respect and respect you back. So those people, you've got to create a culture and a climate where people can do that and, as I said, are almost kind of like um, validated for appreciate the fact that that you that you put yourself out there, that you mentioned something, a concern, that this person may not be right for the task. Because guess what? Had you not said anything, had no one said anything, had they gone out and handled the task or taken the title or the responsibility, they would have been set up to fail. So not only did you help them, but you may have helped the entire company because you spoke up. Now, again, as I said to you, there is one step better than one person entering the danger and that is everyone at the table understanding embracing it being able to do the same thing so it's almost like as i would call it race i would almost call it race to the danger right it's a race to the danger it's a race because everyone you know everyone gets it everybody understands it everybody is reading from the same sheet music that we discussed yesterday in the Collective Cafe. This idea of the you know, the chief stability officer. We all want the same thing. We all want to survive. We all want to thrive. We all want to grow. We're going to do this together. So there is a race to the danger. Just like I said, Mark was the first person in here. He entered the danger this morning. He was like, oh crap, I think I took a wrong turn. I'm not sure. <laughs> is this... You know, is this, uh, is this area good? Am I going to be, uh, you know, am I going to get mugged? Is he going to sell me a coaching course? Uh-oh, you know, and he stayed. You know, so we must acknowledge and validate people who are brave and courageous and always make or take the first move. Now, once you've done that, and this is kind of the additional point today, is, okay, you've entered the danger, now what? So the person on the other side has to be able to handle it, right? There are two people. Let's just talk about interpersonally, right? When there is a, a danger war and a danger, um, both have to be able to handle it, right? Otherwise, it's lopsided. Otherwise, um, otherwise, it can be dangerous. When one person's coming in and saying, hey, listen, I'm entering the danger, but they're saying something that the other person cannot handle cannot deal with it this person in in the example that i gave if they weren't able to handle it um they could have you know quit the zoom they could have shouted at me or or attacked me back you know example you know you know what i'm sick and tired of you you know going on and on and on and monopolizing the conversation and 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 you're so self-important you know, and you don't shut up for a second. I'm just, you know, hopefully none of these things are true. Like, I'm think, saying this about myself. I'm entering my own danger. Um, so, so they could have just, you know, they could have attacked me, right? Um, they, so fight, flight, or freeze. They could have also said nothing, gone quiet, and built up now this new resentment towards me. This, um, this I mean, and there's so many negative feelings, Right. Maybe they're afraid of me. What if I'm more senior than them in this particular case? So now it's like I'm not going to open my mouth anymore with Jaffe because he's going to bite my head off. And so what happens now? You, the culture, you've created cracks. You've created seeds of ultimately demise. You've created something now that, that cannot flourish, will wither and die over time because all you need is just that little crack that little bit of i can't say what's on my mind anymore for fear of or because of and um it's a it's a it's a very quick um slope slippery slope towards towards the whole thing just falling apart so the person on the other hand on the other side has to be able to also enter the danger and um and i think that's the now what the now what is is if you enter the so in in my particular case what i did is i actually went back to him um offline afterwards but also inside and i said i just felt really really crummy about the way about myself and the way i felt and he was, and and we discussed it and we spoke about it you know and i said i said i know you care you know and and you've been so supportive he said i know you do too so it was a you know we ended up with a bit of a love fest, and uh, and we needed to. And I almost think that that maybe that is part of the teaching of this this tool in a way or of this discipline, which is the first time it happens. Recognize it's going to be icky, you know. It is going to it's gonna feel prickly. Um, it, it's 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 not gonna land well uh, because it's not what we're used to. We're not used to this, right? From we we are used to either passive, being passive, being bullied, being passive aggressive. Att- you know, like all of our the ways that we actually interact with people, most of them are not very productive and conducive because there are all these um, imbalances of power, and and so many things that are unspoken as opposed to what gets spoken. Entering the danger means just speak it. And I don't even want to get into the kind of speak your truth because your truth and my truth may not be the truth. Just But just say what's on your mind. Like let's not let's not be too preambly here, right? Say what's on your mind. What are you thinking? What are you feeling here? Where is your head at? Um, does this make sense to you? Let's get it on the table and let's discuss it. That's also entering the danger. And entering the danger doesn't have to be dangerous. Remember that. That's another point, right? Entering the danger actually doesn't have to be dangerous. It can actually be kind of cool, right? If you're a thrill seeker. I mean, if, you, uh, if you're an extreme marathon is dangerous, but maybe it makes you um, feel alive. So you can actually create, if that even makes sense, a safe environment where you enter the danger. It's like, all right, bring it on. You know, um, I would actually gamify it, actually. Um, I would actually gamify it, actually. Um, I would gamify it. I would, I would uh, in fact, I might actually do that. In fact, I'm going to that note to self. Note to self, get an air horn or siren. Get a siren or air horn. So whenever one of my clients now enters the danger, in fact, I'm going to give it now to, to them, um... Which is okay. We get it. You've entered the danger. <laughs> danger alert. You know. In fact, this is what um, uh, this is what Neil and I were discussing, Conlan, yesterday. Is that we always there is that was the too much pretext, not enough context, right? We all we 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 have to set up the damn thing so much. Hey, I'm about to enter the danger. Is that okay with you if I enter the danger? All right, enter the danger in three, two, one. Just like, just say it. Just say it and then let's uh, deal with it, okay? That's what we have to do. That's how we get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. Ron, I'm just looking at the comments. Rhonda said, I'm here to listen and learn. I talk way too much without really listening to whom I'm speaking to. I often anticipate what is being said. Still being in the room, I'm learning how to actively listen please don't stop talking. You are going to regret that. Uh, Rhonda, it's like, is that a promise or a threat? Um, uh, you're going to regret that. And Mark says, just being present with you today. Isn't it beautiful just to be present, just to be able to be in a environment? By the way, you'll notice not a lot of people in the room today, because what I did was I actually turned replays off. Because the, all of this stuff going on with with Clubhouse and You know, I'm not sure what's going on with the whole... Can we enter the danger for a moment? Like, I'm not sure with, like, uh, apparently whether these onerous terms and conditions, I heard maybe they were old terms and conditions or they're new terms and conditions. I'm like, I don't want my content being taken out of context or being used or profited from. So I turned replays off today, which probably means they still have clearly access to everything I'm saying. So so most likely the only people that... uh, that get harmed or all the people that would have wanted to listen uh, to this after the fact um, post um, as well. And um, and maybe this is, you know, the, the mean algorithm of Clubhouse now punishing me, saying, all right, if you don't want to make replays active, we're just going to make sure nobody sees your room. Have fun in your tiny room, Jaffy, you tiny little man. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but I can tell you that uh, for, for those of you that are here, there are many ways to make sure that you never miss this content. One of the ways is that we actually have a podcast version of this every day, which is uh, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash collective cafe to go. Number one. Number two, we are always in Discord, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. And please, you know, we've been growing amazingly over the last couple weeks because I've been now um, telling people, asking people, and actually saying, please, 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 you know, if you are here in the room, you know, Mark and, and Dave, if you haven't, uh, Rafe, I think you're already in, Jason, you know, just just go ahead to discord.gg forward slash alpha collective, and just, if you haven't, if you don't know Discord, set up an account. If you are, it's even easier, and just join the Alpha Collective uh, Discord server. It's just a way to make sure that you will always have access to the collective cafe, to me, Um, and and some of these initiatives. At some point, we may move on, even from Discord. Uh, But until we do that, uh, what I'm doing is um, I'm planting multiple seeds, right? Um, So just a little bit of a tangent here, um, because tangents are good. Um, We always say, don't build your house on rented land. So I'm going to kind of snarkily update that and say, uh, but if you do, build multiple houses on multiple rented lands. Um, so that's a little bit of a caveat there. Um, that's a keeper of a quote. So in other words, um, yeah, so being in clubhouse and discord, which is kind of not rented, um, because it's private, um, and maybe LinkedIn live and, 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 but you know, for the most part, for the most part, um, it's, um, maybe just, maybe the idea should be, let me, let me build on that. If don't build your house on rented land, instead have multiple properties, in your portfolio with multiple, uh, states, for example, leasing, renting, owning, et cetera. It doesn't sound that good as a, as a quote. Um, but you know, having the podcast available, um, is great because that is owned. That is absolutely an owned asset. Um, you know, I'm, Megaphone is hosting it, but I own the podcast. I own the feed. Um, No one can take that feed away from me. No one can change the rules of that feed. If you're subscribed to it, you're subscribed to it. Um, Discord, um, I don't see any reason why that would change. Discord is just kind of one step less owned, I guess, because if Discord changed the rules of, you know, how much to pay per month or started to, you know, let's say there were... hundred thousand people in this discord server and started to charge me differently. So there could be ways that it's still, you know, it's, it's, um, I guess the, I guess discord is what I would call. It's like taking a 10 year lease on a property, right? So, so don't. Okay. So here I'm going to, I'm like building in real time here. Green, yellow, red, the traffic lights, red, don't build a house on rented land. Right? Definitely don't build it on rented land. Um, yellow or amber is consider long term leases. Right, where you lock in your rent and you lock in rate increases, etc. Green is build your home on land that you own. Okay, so like I'm gonna still clean that up a little bit more. But absolutely, you know, your website, as long as you still pay for, you know, your hosted your hosting fees. Your website is an owned asset. That is, you build a house on your own land. Um, a podcast is that as well. Maybe Discord is this idea of a long-term lease, and that's okay too. What you don't want to do is build your entire like. That's why people are freaking out in Clubhouse at the moment, like the Million Marathon, and you know, even Startup Club. When you've and it's so unfair. I feel bad for everyone you know, people that have built so much equity, they've built clubhouse, let alone their own equity, Um, but they ended up building a house on rented land without even having access to the users, their email addresses. That's how you know it's purely, that's how you know always it's rented land, right? The difference between rent and lease in my, you know, to use this analogy is if you don't have the contact details of the people, that is just pure rent, right? And it is a you know, it is a fast track to disaster. You absolutely always want to make sure that at a minimum, you have contact details so that you can reach out to everyone and go, hey, everybody, we're moving on. We're moving away. We're moving in mass. That's why Discord is so powerful, because at least I can send a message to everyone in Discord um, and and be able to say, hey, everyone, we're going to be moving on. Now, of course, do I have everyone's email address? No, I don't. Um, so maybe, I don't know, I don't know, maybe I have to update my analogy. Anyway, um, I just went on a little, uh, we discussed a whole bunch of things today. Um, but, um, I'd love to hear from anyone. Anyone want to add, uh, or come up with, uh, with thoughts on what is it on this whole concept of entering the danger? And then of course my build on it is entering the danger dot, dot, dot. Now what? Um, and dealing with the danger. So you enter the danger is part one. Part two is dealing with the danger and being really comfortable with the danger. You know, one of the things Neil said, and Will, when he does hopefully come back um, in about six weeks, because I am going to start to try now and bring my guests back into Discord uh, or Clubhouse, whichever one they feel more comfortable with, um, probably I'm going to push for them to go into Discord Um, but we'll see. But one of the things that he actually discussed is he said, he essentially said, we need more danger. Um, I loved, I loved the point he made. The point he made was actually that um, there are not many dangerous situations now compared to how they used to be. We've created so much safety and safety nets. And I'm not just talking about participation trophies, you know, I'm talking about the fact that in an environment where, in the office, wherever we're so afraid to say anything, um, we've created like this, this um, a lack of danger. And he said, when there is, and I, I mean, he articulated it much better than than I am right now. In fact, when I tried to explain it to my daughter yesterday, she said that makes no sense, Dad. Um, but I think what he was trying to say is. Is that when there is an acute lack of danger or dangerous surroundings, our body attempts to create the danger because that's what our body needs to 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 um, stay alive, to feel alive. Which is, it's almost like you know, it's I guess it's the it's the it's the uh, walking in a you know in a dark alley or in a house. You're like, oh, it's why is it so quiet here? So our spidey sense begins to tingle. Something's not right. It's too quiet here. And, and so that's the danger that we need. We, we, if things are just too convenient and quiet and, and safe and comfortable, well, we can start to atrophy. And so almost like our body tries to create that sense of um, like kind of this is, like this just doesn't feel, this doesn't feel right this just feels too. This feels too too normal, right? And so, he said, in a way, anxiety is almost like this. This the body is creating this sense of maybe I should worry, maybe I need to worry, maybe you know, um, it is. It's like um, here's a better example. It's like being on Survivor. Oh, this is a great example. Um, it's like when you're on Survivor, they'll always say things are too quiet. No one's talking at the moment. That is a surefire way. Listen, you don't need to go to Survivor Coach. I'm going to give you some free Survivor Coaching, which basically means, guess why it's so quiet? Because everybody's talking about you. You're on, the, you're on the chopping block. When people are talking, it is good. When no one is talking, it is bad, because generally they're talking about you. When you sit down at a table, look for the sucker, and uh, if you can't see one, Get up and leave immediately because the sucker is you. That's from the movie Rounders, right? So that's what they say. They say it's too quiet right now, and so what happens is they start becoming unbelievably anxious and paranoid, and the paranoia is what kills you. So then they start going, "I'm freaking out! I'm freaking out!" Like it's me, it's me, isn't it? And then and then one of you know their alliance members will say, um, "Just chill, just chill out." It's all good. It's not you. But just, I need you to relax. It's going to be okay. Now, of course, in that situation, they could, they could literally be about to be uh, blindsided. But let's just assume that, in fact, it is the truth. But that person can't. Their anxiety, their paranoia is so high that they actually end up sabotaging themselves and they end up being sent home, and they weren't meant to be sent home, but they end up being sent home. Why? Because they ended up talking too much or freaking out or, or an outburst or saying something they should have, uh, shouldn't have should have said. And then it's like, you know what, this person has become a liability. So that's the classic example, I guess, of what I mean. When there is no danger, when things feel too safe, you actually end up creating, you know, not the danger, but actually creating a very toxic environment as well because your body kind of needs just a little bit of fear a little bit of instability a little bit of discomfort that is why we have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable that is why entering the danger is the only way it's not a way it's the only way because when you can create a safe dangerous space right Uh, the irony of course right a safe dangerous space and everybody is in it together, um, you can't lose. You cannot lose. Um, and um, it might take a lifetime um, to master. Uh, it might. Um, and, but, but, I mean, this is life, right? Whether it's with a relationship, whether it's uh, a work colleague, a boss, a department, um, just it's a work in progress. Get better and better and better. At entering the danger, and then I would say, kind of dealing with the danger, accepting it, embracing it, um, rec- respecting it—all of these things—and um, then, of course, moving on and not overthinking it, like I did, which is second-guessing myself: Why did I do it? Shouldn't I? Have, uh, how could I have done it differently? Um, he, nope. The other guy said. This is what we were taught. We are both taught from the same playbook. Got to enter the danger. And ultimately, if we can't do this with each other as coaches or in a pod or a cohort, how do we expect to teach it? And how do we expect our um, our clients to be able to practice it if we can't practice it ourselves? So I hope that made sense. We kind of uh, weaved and bobbed, as we often do, through multiple uh, multiple kind of tangents and tangents of the tangents. Um, Bears and Praxim in our Discord um, would love to thank you for the thumbs up, Ronnie. Um, uh, Mark says, "Have an amazing day. See you." Um, yeah, I, have an amazing day. This is the goal, right? The goal is that we leave with something that that makes us better, stronger. You know, today even just the phrase "enter the danger" um, is enough. I think, for everyone to take and say, here's what I learned today or here was the topic of the collective cafe today. By the way, colleague, you know, partner, you should come and join me one day. It's not half bad. That Jaffy guy, he talks too much, uh, but sometimes he actually um, he actually makes sense. Um, Praxum says uh, in Discord, he commented, he said, your discussion on danger makes me think of this idea of no plan B. In other words, you must execute on plan A. there is no plan B to fall back to. I mean that also gets into the whole concept of burning the boats. Um, and I, I mean, I'm going to hold that over because um, I think that that, is, that warrants uh, an additional discussion. Maybe you want to bring that up on Friday in our no agenda Friday. Um, but that's a, that's, that's, that's a different type of danger at the end of the day. When uh, when there is no way back, when there is you know when it's um, then it's uh, it's um, it's very one sided, I guess. And and what we are talking about today, right, is entering the danger with respect to someone else or with respect to a company. Um, this could very well be um, all of us could be you know um, Christopher, Rhonda, Dave, Bez, Rayful, Jason, uh, uh, Iman or Iman. Uh, Keisha, Saddam, and Nong and Ronnie, like imagine Praxim Bez, we're all members of uh, the leadership team, right? We're all sitting down today, and we're like, okay, everybody, we're entering the danger. We have to make a a real judgment call on this AI thing, or you know, today is the day that we're going to completely change direction um, and reinvent ourselves, or you know, consider closing down. Uh, making some tough decisions regarding the business. Sure, you know, I mean, you create the ground rules, right? You create the ground rules, which is we're going to go into this discussion and our goal today is to emerge on the other end, um, reborn, so to speak, or anew or a fresh or with at least maybe a plan. You know, maybe my little build on that is is when you uh, go in and there's no plan B, Maybe the objective then is to come up with that plan C and and D, right? Which is you've eliminated plan B, which is the fallback option, right? So if plan B represents the safety net or the fallback option, then plan C and D might become contingency plans that you now. um, I always say that um, this is the importance of the concept that I came up with, which is that uh, embrace your heresy in my book, in my fifth book, Built to Suck which is we're on a path, but who's to say it's the right path? What if there is a different path? What if there's a better path? So we always have to, that is also entering the danger, right? Being able to say, what if actually we're on the wrong path? How would we know? Maybe we're too close to everything. Maybe we're, we've lost our perspective. Um, but I always like the idea of what if we're actually on the right path, but there's still a better path, Right? Uh, as GPS, as ways would safe, you know, recalculating route or good news, we just added, we just took five minutes off your route. Um, so just something to think about. Or on the flip side, something else has just happened, coming down, you know, like 10 miles, um, you know, like what happened in, in, in Pennsylvania, um, you know, <laughs> there's a hole in the 95, we're gonna have to reroute you um, early warning signs. All right, Let's stop there. Have an amazing day, everyone. A lot of food for thought. Um, I will see you all tomorrow, 8 a.m., and uh, take care. And I'm going to stop recording in a second, but I'm just going to read, Bez. You're going to get the last word. Contingency and continuity plans are important. While burning the boat sounds very sexy and serves well for some instances, really does that serve people organizations. Thanks for the convo at Joseph Jaffe. You're very welcome.